Before we get started, I got to send a happy birthday to both my parents turning 60. My dad turned 60 a few weeks ago, and my mom actually turned 60 yesterday. So, happy birthday to both you guys. I love you guys. And uh, let's go ahead and start it off with Sam Cook. Fly Perspective Podcast. Back from 1975, uh, actually, that's one of my pop's favorite records. We definitely played that at the uh, well. We played that at the after party. My pop's had a surprise birthday party. We rented out a venue out in St. Charles, and uh, me, my brother, and my sister. And uh, really, what the backstory was? We were supposed to go to Atlanta to uh, for his surprise party, but he ended up having to be here on business in St. Louis. So. We end up doing that thing and then, you know, getting him to come to that, man. Shout out to DJ Charlie Chan, Soprano. He's run DMC's DJ. He DJed the party. Uh, and it was nice, man. It was really nice. He was very shocked. A lot of his friends and family were there. And, uh, man, it was, it was a good time. Then we had the after party. We went to my Uncle Darren's house, and we kicked it, man. We kicked it hard. I got a video, all of us singing that Bring It On Home to Me on the video. I might upload that on social media one of them days, but, yo, you know, we had a really good time, man. And my mom, her birthday was yesterday on the 1st. And uh, I don't know what she did. I haven't talked to her. Uh, but she'll be in town actually on my birthday. So we'll see. We'll see what's what. You know what I'm saying? But um, my birthday is on the 6th. And I know I talk about my birthday every year on this podcast, which I don't give a damn. But uh, I ain't got nothing planned. So I'm just going to be chilling, man. Uh, I've had a lot going on. Uh, family-wise, you know, work-wise, so i just been, you know, I, I'm just going to ha- be happy to get a break. I'm taking that week off, and I'm just going to chill, man. Just go with the wind, go with the flow. I'm about to be 33 years old, and I'll be real. When I reach, you know, 30s or whatever, I start paying attention to 
retirement situations as far as like, okay, well, what's my retirement going to be looking like in 30 years from my job? You know, do I need to put another percentage in my retirement? Um, what funds do I need to invest my retirements into and do all that so I can have a, you know, a nice amount of money when I retire? Also, life insurance policies. Man, if you ain't got no life insurance policy, you got to get your shit together, man. You got to get your shit in order no matter what age you are. If you're over the age of, I'd say, man, 20, 20 years old. Man, fuck it, 18. If you if you 18, man, it, it, the younger you are, the cheaper it is, okay? Uh, pay attention to that stuff. Also, man, my nose hairs have been growing like crazy. Uh, I got one of them, uh, them electrical nose hair whackers joints, man. Uh, also, man, your farts. The farts in your thirties are are deadly. I was at work earlier, had a little, you know, little, 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 little blah, 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 and uh, I had to just let one go and then kind of walk around the warehouse to kind of let it off for you. But you know, the worst ones is the ones when you let that boy out and you walking away and you think it's gone and you turn back around and it's still there. Yeah, them not good. Sometimes it'd be so bad, I'd be like, damn, what the fuck did I eat yesterday? You know. And also, man, in your thirties, I don't know, man. I just start drinking tequila. Probably about eight months ago. I feel like tequila is the only thing that's like the balance to where I don't get too, too, too drunk and have too bad of a hangover. But, man, tequila is like a laxative, bruh. I don't know what it is, man. I thought I drink some tequila, bruh. That next morning, it's out of there. You dig? Out of there. But we're here. Some of you are queer, and that's okay. That is okay. Uh, what have I been up to lately? Oh, coffee and cryptocurrency do not mix all right lately i have been uh digging the whole um cryptocurrency situation man i know if you've seen anybody talking about it or whatever as far as about investing in the cryptocurrency which is the digital currency getting rid of the dollar or whatever but um yeah i've been twerking them apps man i ain't gonna stunt man my my uh my investment portfolio it looks pretty good and i started off by buying stocks in cash shop so if any of you guys got Cash App, you didn't know you can buy stocks, you can buy Bitcoin, you can buy that shit on there. And uh, I would say start off, if you want to do it, man, start off doing little by little. Man, invest a, uh, in something in a brand that you believe in. Invest in something that you use daily. Like, for example, I think my first stock I bought was Sprint. And I bought it for, I think it was about $30 a share. And I did like 50 bucks on it, right? Then it got bought out by T-Mobile. And my 50 bucks turned into, I think, 75 bucks. Now, mind you, that was a year ago or so, right? And uh, I invested in that, a couple cannabis stocks, and um, what else? A couple hotels, you know, some shit like that. Some shit that I thought, you know, whatever. So then I got hit to the cryptocurrency, uh, maybe, what was it? A few weeks back when Dogecoin hit really big, and I saw a guy that I knew. He invested a couple thousand dollars in Dogecoin, you know, maybe about a year or so ago or before, you know, whatever. And when it hit, he got a hundred thousand dollars. One hundred thousand dollars. And then he cashed out on half of it. And I saw the deposit of fifty thousand dollars from the Bitcoin. I mean, Dogecoin, not Bitcoin, Dogecoin. And Dogecoin is the one that's uh, funded by Elon Musk at the moment. And I know it's going to go up very much more when he sends one of them Dogecoins out into the outer space. Like, Elon Musk is the owner of Tesla. 
And I remember him shooting a Tesla car out into outer space. So there's a Tesla that's just like, you know, floating out in outer space. He's going to do the same thing with a Dogecoin. And as of late, I've just been watching these algorithms and watching the market, man. Just seeing, you know, certain things when it's up, when it's down, you know, buy low, you know, sell high, you know, that whole situation. And also researching the companies, seeing what's what. Uh, I ain't going to bullshit. I look on Facebook. I'll go in a search bar and I'll search whatever cryptocurrency that I'm trying to look at. And then I'll look at posts and it'll show you posts throughout the whole Facebook of people talking about this, whatever, whatever. And you see people talking about how they made this money, this money off of this one and that one, blah, blah, blah. So, hey, use your resources, man. But that's that's if you into that type of shit. Lately, I've been to that. So I will say cryptocurrency and coffee do not mix because, man, I've been, hey, I ain't going to stunt. I don't even want to look at my bank account. All I know is I look at my portfolio. <laughs> And I see what's what, but it's 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 very entertaining and it's very cool. Um, it's way faster than the stock market. I will say that. Well, at least within this last year and a half or so that I've been in the stock market, I haven't seen this these kind of jumps and uh, you know proceeds and this and that with the stocks. And I'm no financial advisor. I just you know invest. I think of it like this: I'll go out to eat and I'll spend sixty dollars. On food and drink. So I could spend that same $60 on some stock or some cryptocurrency, let it sit, hold it, and see what's up. You know what I'm saying? So I would say if anybody needs tips, I would say don't put no more money that you would spend on bullshit. Weed, liquor, all that shit. If you want to put some money into it, don't spend no more than that. Or don't spend no more money that you can't accept if you lost it. You feel me? And that's what I do. That's that's my guideline. It's just like if the money gone, it's gone. But I've been investing over a few years and I've been looking good. Oh, also, I use an app called Acorns. Acorns, they got uh, ETFs. So ETF is where it's like a bundle. It's a bundle of different stocks, whether it's government bonds or whatever the hell, or it's, uh, you know, small businesses, big businesses. Just download Acorns. I don't have my link because I could put the, my link on this motherfucker so I get $10, but, you know, whatever. Download Acorns. If you don't know nothing about stocks and bonds, none of that shit, you don't want to worry about nothing, download Acorns and put $10 a week in there. That's how I started. I download Acorns. I put $10 a week. This was back in, like, 2018. I put $10 a week in there every week. Every week. It was $10 a week for probably until I got about, you know, uh, I think about 400 or so, four or 500, whatever the hell it was. But also I was getting dividends too. So I'm not sure exactly how much, but then you can stop it and just let it roll and whatever. So that was my introduction. Then when I got the cash shop joint, I seen the cash shop was offering it. So I started jumping on in cash shop, start researching stocks, whatever. And then when I started seeing people hitting off of Bitcoin, now Bitcoin is like $60,000 for one Bitcoin, bro. And back in the day, and I say back in the day, might have been a year, year and a half ago or something like that. The shit was like low as hell. And then, you know, it went, you know what I mean? You got to do the the research, man. Motherfuckers is making money off this shit, bro. So, hey, I'm trying to enlighten my people the, the best way as possible. Uh, also, uh, follow Wall Street Trapper. He's a dope person uh, to follow up as far as about stocks and whatever. And also, uh, Earn Your Leisure podcast. And I say all that to say, you know, you don't have to join like a Forex team or 
uh, join somebody with Forex, you know, up under them and, you know, uh, you got to pay them a, a fee, a monthly fee, and then you got to pay them each time you get paid or whatever. You ain't got to do that type of shit, man. Uh, to each his own. If you want to go that route and you want somebody eating off of you every time, that's it for the person that don't even want to. If, if, if a person like, yo, I got X amount of dollars and I don't want to have to do nothing but nothing, da, 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 this is that, and I want somebody. Okay, yeah, I understand that. You know, you pay them per month. You pay them as much money as you make, you know, a percentage on that or whatever. But to the average person, if you want to look into the situation and look into these things, you don't have to pay nobody to do this shit. And don't nobody have to eat off of you every time you, you know, make money off of this. Now, I will say on these apps and all this, but, you know, this is back from, you know, back in the day, Charles Schwab, uh, Ameritrade, uh, uh, what is it, E-Trade, you know, all these, all these people from back in the day of like investments, you know, they will get a percentage of your investment because you were going through them. So yeah, you're going to have to pay a percentage, you know, with the app or whatever, you know, every time I buy, you know, a currency or whatever, there's a charge, you know, of, of the app. This is on Coinbase. For example, you buy stock or whatever, and it'll charge you a fee. Like, you know, it might be like a couple bucks. Like, for example, when I put like a hundred bucks in something, it might have charged me a dollar or a dollar fifty or some shit. You know, uh, I will say with Acorns, I make dividends every month off my investment. But also Acorn takes a one dollar subscription fee, which isn't bad, you know. But I've heard other horror stories about other apps that take like uh I think it's like like a fat ass membership fee, like $75 a month and then they want a percentage of your earnings. You know, these are the brokerage, you know, accounts and uh stuff like that. And also I heard to stay away from Robinhood. Robinhood got a lot of a lot of crazy fees. That's why I didn't I downloaded Robinhood might have been 2 years ago for stocks and whatever. But and once I saw like the fees and how weird it was to like actually view this stuff and like understand it, I was like I'm cool. So you got apps like Cash App. Like I said, you can get stocks on. If you got the Cash App, click the Cash App. It's somewhere on there at the bottom where you can, uh, you know, do the stocks or go to your settings or whatever. Or Google the shit, you know, you want to get in, you know, invested. Also, easy apps like, you know, Acorns. Like I said, I started off doing $10 a month in Acorns. And I could get y'all the link for that, but I don't even know it. And, man, what up? I'm just trying to drop the game. But I just started off doing $10 a a week, right? And uh, you know, you set your own portfolio as far as what you want to invest in, and go from there. And then, as far as Coinbase, I would say Coinbase is like very uh, user friendly. Like I, I understand this shit because you gotta, you know, when people see the stock market. Remember, like, like back in the day, and I say, like, for all the eighty-ish babies and above. Like you, you would see stuff online where it was like a stock market room and there was a bunch of people in the room and, you know, you see all these big ass like billboards or like electronic, uh, whatever the fuck these things are, where it'd be like a bunch of words and a bunch of graphs going over. And then you see people jumping up and down and you see people mad as fuck and on the phone, you know, that type of shit. So it's like, I don't understand that. So that's how I figured <laughs> like Robin Hood was set up like Coinbase. Is like, hey, this is the dopest graph and, you know, an explanatory thing I've seen. And it also, that's another thing with the cryptocurrency is like, it creates a wallet. So, for example, 
um, like I said, I invested in Ethereum. So in Ethereum, it's like you got in your Ethereum wallet X amount of dollars. You click the options. You can send money to somebody. You can buy something. You can transfer it to your bank account. You know, type shit. You know, that, that's 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 you know, and every every wallet has a different you know coding. So I go to another stock or cryptocurrency, and it's like, you know, another number. You know, so that cryptocurrency is kind of. You know, legit. I ain't gonna stunt, but I'm no financial advisor. Um, it just looked cool. Like I'd be looking at the app all the time. Like, hey, I need to jump in this one at five dollars and nineteen. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> per share of this, and, like it's. I don't know. It's like a cool little game, man. If you got a little paper to play around with, man, I definitely say jump in some cryptocurrency. Jump in some some stocks, you know, if you don't fuck around, don't want it, you can cash it out when it reaches the amount you want. Like the other day I had a stock uh it was Aurora Cannabis and I bought that stock a year ago at $10 and there was no progress. It dropped low and all that and whatever. It gained back up to about I think it was $10.10 and I I sold that joint. You know, it's stuff like that. You know, you just got to look for it. You know, you don't want to lose no money, but exactly you want to look at how frequently it moves. You know, you know, you might you might wake up tomorrow after putting $100 in a stock. It might drop down to $75 and be like, damn, I lost my money. And then two days later, it's up to 120 So you got to look for them dips like with them charts and them graphs and all that shit. You got to look for the dip when it low. That's when you want to buy into it. And when it's high, that's if you want to sell it. Or if you want to ride it and hold it, man, hold it. You know? I've just been holding all my stocks and everything. I just invest money that I wouldn't mind losing. I took my cat Yang to the vet for the uh, first time. And um, he didn't embarrass me. However, he hasn't really been out the house since November. So last time he's been out the house was like November when I first got him. I mean, he's been on my balcony, you know. And even up there, he's a little skittish. Like, I have to watch him. I have to grab him because he starts freaking out a little bit. If I try to take him outside and hold him in my hand like on the lower level, he freaks out all hell. So I took him to the vet. I had one of them cat bags. So he's in the bag, and he's chilling and shit. But he was making some noises that I've never heard in my life, like really low growls and uh, confusion and everything. But got him to the vet. He didn't embarrass me. Uh, he was a little skittish, you know, just kind of nervous, stand by me. And so the doctor comes in. First of all, Yang is very friendly. And so, uh, you know, the doctor comes in, whatever. They see he's kind of, you know, doing his thing by me and not really whatever. So they give him some spray, like some spray or something. It's like, oh, it's going to calm him down. The damn cat start gagging and foaming at the mouth. I'm looking like, what the fuck? Did y'all, y'all didn't kill my cat? Talking about, oh, this is going to calm him down. Like, nah, he ain't calm. That, did y'all get this nigga some crack rock? This nigga start foaming at the mouth. Man, I ain't know it's this expensive to have a pet, man. They come with this chart, bro, with all this stuff, like shots and all this, whatever. Who finna pay y'all 500 some dollars in one WAP? You feel me? So, nah. I walked out of there with, like, the bare minimum, and I got to take them back to get some more shots. Uh, my, my homegirl, Ashley, she just got a um, another... Uh, what is those? What are those? Dog? Labradoodles, a red, red Labradoodle. You probably seen them on my story, but my sister, home girl Ashley, she's got one of those, and um, I be putting them on my story like he mine though. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So she told me about this insurance I can get for him. But I was like, damn, like five hundred dollars for some shots, and then I got to get them neutered. So you know, we'll cross that bridge when we cross it. I got to sign up for that insurance. 
And uh, yeah, man, I know it's that expensive, bro. They they wrote out a five hundred dollar chart. Shit, God forbid if he needs some surgery, bro. We might just hey, old Yang might have to get buried in the backyard, bro. Five hundred dollars just for the shots. <laughs> but he's good. He's healthy. Uh, took grandma to the doctor, bro. And you know my grandma, she's eighty seven, and um, you know she a gangster, so she's real independent. Don't like to admit she needs help with anything. So I noticed a couple things. I noticed, you know, long story short, I noticed she had been falling, man. Falling, but she didn't want to admit it. I'm noticing, you know, bruises on her and this and that. She's lying to me, telling me she, you know, bit her lip, but her chin swollen. Uh, you know, uh, she fell. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast, or did I record a podcast since then? But she had fell, and uh, her knee was swollen like three times as big as, you know, its normal size. And my grandma's such a gangster. I'm like, yo, uh, you know, what's going on with your knee? She's like, oh, uh, I hit it on something. I'm like, all right, well, let's go to the ER. Let's go to urgent care. No, I don't need to go. I don't need to go. It took her about four days to admit that she wanted to go. And I know some of you are saying, well, yeah, you should have just took her. You should have just. No, let me tell you, my grandma is not. If my grandma don't want to go or don't want to do nothing, she's not going to do it. I could have called the paramedics and they wouldn't, took, you know, she would not leave this house. So she finally wanted to go. So we went, whatever. And uh, so fast forward to the other day, I had to take her to the actual doctor for a checkup. So uh, before we went, because every time my grandma goes to the doctor, she always want me to wait outside because she know what well, wait in the lobby because she knows that I'm going to tell the doctor the real shit. So this time I th- I spoke ahead and I called before I picked my grandma up. I called the doctor. And I'm like, yo, my grandma don't be giving you the real this, this and that, you know, just invite me back. So. Her, her appointment was over, and the lady comes out to get me. I go back in the room. You should have seen my grandma's face when I walked in that, that room with the doctor, bro. My grandma had this face, this face like, what the hell he about to say? So I tell her, you know, I give her the rundown, you know, this, that, and the third, whatever. And the doctor pretty much just told her, like, yo, you got to stop trying to be so independent. Let him help you. Let other people help you if they're going to help you. And, you know, just really, like, be a queen at this age. You know, my grandma's got arthritis in her legs and all that. She can barely walk. And that's how she's falling because, you know, my grandma is very strong-willed, I will say that, and very optimistic. And I wouldn't run it past her that she's down there trying to walk without a cane or walk without the walker. And, uh, you know, so hopefully the doctor got some... Uh, some get right into her probably not because you know it's my grandma but you know uh, other than that she's straight man we gotta you know I will say it's stressful to see the process of like getting a home health care aid for somebody and like going through their insurance and all this type of shit man because uh, on my end I just want somebody that's compatible with my grandmother so that's what I've been going through lately like my great aunt that's 88 that I talk about all the time my grandma's sister she she's had home health care aides for I don't know well over ten years now, and um, they're good. We got we got two people that's been there for years that my aunt is comfortable with. By the way, went over there the other day. My aunt been fighting one of the ladies. The lady comes to the door, her hands wrapped up in a, one of them ace bandages. I'm like, yo, what happened to your hand? She's like, I've been fighting with her. And so she go to my aunt. And she's like, haven't you been acting up? You shoving plates out the way. My aunt just kind of looked at me and looked at her and didn't say nothing. And she said, tell your nephew. And I said, Aunt Ruth, what you been doing? She said, nothing. <laughs> but, you know, at that age, they get feisty, man. You know, but everybody's good. Um, I will say the stressful part. What's up, man? What? You just want to be on the podcast? I'm trying to do the podcast. I don't want to play with the laser. He want to play with this laser. Don't interrupt my podcast, man. But anyway, uh, I will say on my end, the stressful part about this as far as like on my end, as far as taking care of my great aunt and my grandmother and having to be really, really hands-on and also have a job is, like, 
you know, trying to cover my bases as far as if I got to call off work and, you know, be with my grandma and this and that. I got to make sure I got all this paperwork and documentation. You send in FMLA paperwork. They want to deny it and say they need more infos within five days. You got to run, you know, just a fucking hassle, man. And it's like these are actual responsibilities that I have no choice but to take care of. But I mean, everything is everything. Um, I'm sure my job would try to call me in the office. Uh, see, the way my job is set up, you could do something today. And today is March 2nd. I mean, May 2nd. And they'll call you in the office in October for an attendance review or some shit and be like, what happened uh, the week of March uh, of May 2nd? And you'd be like, well, shit, I forget, nigga. That was eight months ago. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, it is what it is. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. And I'm going to slide out like this. Uh, I did change my Instagram name to Fly Sinatra. So at F-L-Y-Y-S-I-N-A-T-R-A. This joint is from my girl AC Baby. But we got a project on the way that I'm producing. So shout out to AC Baby. This is her joint call. Will you be there? Will you be there?